Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. I want you to kind of buckle your seatbelt today because I'm going to move fairly quickly. We've been talking about connecting with the blessing. We talked about as soon as God created man and woman, it was almost as if he held their face in his hands and he said, I adore you. He affirmed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. He gave them his affirmation. He gave them his ability. He said, be fruitful and multiply. I'm going to give you my God-given ability to produce, to be productive, to succeed. And then he said, I'm going to give you my authority. Take dominion. Take dominion over every living thing here in the realm that I've given you. And today we focus on that last realm, that land, that realm of dominion that is inherent in the blessing. Can I ask you something? Have you ever stopped and thought about the fact that part of God's blessing on you is that he has imparted dominion to you in the realm in which you walk where he's assigned you? Dominion, the ability to succeed against every enemy. I love it, and uh, when Bryant was with us, we even had a, a tag after he got his driver's license that said man of war because we saw the greatest fighter I've ever seen in these almost 70 years of life uh, personified in a young man. Exodus 15, 3 after Moses and the children of Israel had been led out of the land of Egypt through the Red Sea, and when God destroyed the armies of Egypt, including Pharaoh himself, the Bible says in Exodus 15 that Moses and the children of Israel sang a song of praise. And the first words to that song of praise was, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Do you know that you have a supernatural God who fights for you as his children? Thank you. Do, you. do you get up every morning and instead of feeling jittery and unsafe, do you remember that there is a God that the very hairs of your head are numbered, who knows when you stand up or sit down, who's intimately acquainted with all your ways, who is not only with you but in you, who's watching out for you, Thank you, O oh God, for your authority. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9 says we need that authority. The word says be sober, be on the alert. You know what that means? You can't just naively say, well, God's going to take care of everything. I don't need to. This is a partnership. The word says be sober, be on the alert. Don't be afraid, but don't be stupid. Your enemy, your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Ephesians 6 tells us the incredible, familiar passage that we all know. Our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and world forces of this darkness. 
Therefore, having done everything, stand, stand therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of peace, raising up the shield of faith, putting on the helmet of salvation, and taking up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, and praying for those in spiritual leadership over you. That's the context of the passage. John 10.10 says, We have a real enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Word says that we have mighty authority. Are you in Christ? Matthew 28, 18, the last things Jesus said was, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Do you know who the final authority is in your life? It's not the government. It's not a thief or a murderer. It's Jesus. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me, Jesus said. But you know, it's not automatic. That has to be activated by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it's impossible to please God. Everything we get we receive by faith which comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I want to show you something in Luke 10. I do want you to turn with me to the 10th chapter of Luke. What a powerful passage. Jesus speaking to those. His inner core were his disciples and then he also commissioned 70 others to go out and minister the kingdom of God. In verse 17, chapter 10 of Luke, then the 70 returned to him saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. How? In your name. In the name of Jesus. Not in and of ourselves, but when we stand in the name of Jesus, in His authority, even the demons are subject to us. In other words, in the name of Jesus, we have the authority to dismiss demonic evil spirits. He said to them, as if to say, that's nothing, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I know he's not in a place of authority. I saw him get kicked out of heaven. Behold, I give you. Everybody say, that's me. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the, over all the, power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you know that has to be received by faith? You can't just say, well, that promise is out there. It's automatic. It's not. You have to put it on by faith. You have to say, Lord, I believe that promise and I receive that promise. Turn back to the left. We're going to come back to Luke, but I want you to turn back to the left to Psalm 91. This is a powerful passage, and I know many of you have memorized this incredible, powerful passage. Psalm 91. The 
Verse 1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, my. You want real protection? You know where it starts? It doesn't start with your gun. It starts with abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Real, genuine, 24-7 protection starts with an intimate, personal relationship with your God. Abiding in Him. Consulting Him. Walking in Him. I want you to skip down with me to verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for He shall give His angels charge over you. Do you know angels is plural? You ever thought about that, Mike? you got more than one angel that's got charge in observing your life right now. Do you know that these angels under the charge of Almighty God are more powerful than demonic deceiving spirits, Joe? Do you ever think about the agents? You've got agents of protection assigned to you. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. But you've got to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You've got to walk in faith and you've got to put on those promises of God. It's not enough to just know they exist. You've got to step into them. In their hands, these angels, they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against a Stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample under. Do you know that in the Luke passage and in the Psalms passage, God is talking about agents on the earth that you have authority of and spiritual agents of demonic spirits. Verse 14, because he, God, has set his love upon, because we have set our love upon him, God, therefore, God says, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Trouble comes. But he says, I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Wow. The promises. We have agents of our protection. But I want you to also know that God has called us not only to faith, but He's also called us to weapons. Would you look at chapter 22 of Luke with me? We, he's called us to wisdom. I'm sorry. I didn't say He called us to weapons. I didn't mean that. Well, not for everybody anyway. <laughs> hey, Jesus, help me. I just stepped in it, didn't I? All right. Luke 22. Jesus was about to leave. And heretofore, his disciples 
didn't need to take much care about anything. They were following him. They were with him. He said, you don't need to take a bunch of money. You don't need to take a money bag. You don't need to take a bunch of provision of food. You just follow me and we're going to preach the kingdom. Now he's coming to his crucifixion and his physical departure from the earth. This is an interesting passage, verse 36. Then he, Jesus, said to them, But now he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise a knapsack. And he who has no sword, the weapon of the day, let him sell his garment and buy one. Wow. Well, it wasn't much longer that Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and when the Roman soldiers came to get him, one of his disciples, Simon Peter, drew his weapon and cut the ear of the high priest servant off. So one of Jesus' closest confidants was carrying a weapon. I know this is hard. You know, look, this broadcast goes all over in different parts of the world. I know this is hard for some of you to understand, but I want you to understand this. This is not a mandate for everybody to carry a weapon. But it absolutely is a scriptural evidence that it is not sin nor wrong to protect yourself and to carry a weapon if you so design that that's the right thing for you to do. Now listen to me. Scripture is very, very clear. In Romans chapter 14, the Word says, there are some things that are right for some and not right for others. You've got to decide about this yourself. I've had people say to me, Pastor, I don't want a weapon in my house, and I've been given two or three reasons for it. Number one, sometimes I've been told this, I have serious bouts with depression, and I don't want anything to be tempting for me when I get in those serious, dark places. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? I've had people say to me, I have little children and little grandchildren running around all over my house and I have no comfort whatsoever that I should have an accessible weapon and I'm just afraid that they would get it. Look, that's a legitimate reason, isn't it? But the Word says, The final end of that discussion is, in Romans 14, to some they have the liberty to do this, to others it's something they should leave without. But the Word sums it up like this. Whatever is not of faith is sin. If I am choosing to do something that in my heart of hearts I've got this troubling, I don't have the peace and faith that I ought to do it, I ought to leave it out. But if it's something that I believe would be wisdom, 
that I have the approval of God to do, then I should go for it. Here's the key. Don't judge somebody else by what the Lord tells them to do or not to do. As long as it's in the guidelines of the Word of God. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Some of you will know and should arm yourself with weapons. Some of you should not. You go before the Lord and make that decision. But if you decide to do that, it is not a lack of faith. If it is wisdom for you, that is not a lack of faith. And you shouldn't get condemned by other people. I want you to turn with me to Romans 13. I want, to see, I want you to see another layer of protection. Understand this, that if you decide to own a weapon, your real security is not in that weapon. It's in the Lord. You can have all the weapons in the world, and if you're not walking with the Lord, they won't do you a lot of good. Romans 13. And by the way, I met with several before the services today, and I want you to know this. I know some of you are discussing this and are concerned. This church family has a plan. A lot of people in ministry hear my voice. Pastors, spiritual leaders, it is your responsibility to have the oversight of your flock. Stop waiting on somebody in the church to come up with some neat ideas. You take authority yourself and have a plan. Amen? I um, also want you to know this, that I pray all the time for the safety and the protection of you as you go about your day for your family as you go about just life. And I pray all the time for the safety and the protection of our gatherings together and for the safety of this building and campus. That's my job. And I want you to know I don't fall down on it. But I want you to see something else. Here's another way that the Lord protects us. Chapter 13 of Romans and I listen to this. Can you believe this? The context of this was Paul was writing a letter to believers who were under the dictatorship of evil emperors. Did you know that even Paul himself was beheaded by a Roman emperor named Nero? But listen to what he says about government oversight. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, verse 1. For there's no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority and the expression of that authority resists the ordinance of God. Those who resist 
will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he, the authority, governmental authority and the protection of that through the enforcement of the law, is God's minister to you for good. Everybody look back there in that corner. Do you see that man? He doesn't know this, but he's a minister. No, I'm serious. The protection of the law, the governmental laws and the enforcement agencies, he is God's minister to you for good. But watch this. If you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword. The sword talking about the ability to bring in punishment for evildoers. He does not bear the punishment in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. God, in this New Testament covenant, is what God has assigned agents of government. And do you know this? These were pagan governments. Evil. You gotta, you've got to distinguish in Scripture the difference between position and personality. You had an evil personality, but had a position that God was using to execute good. Do you have enough faith in your God that He can turn the hearts and minds and the events of world leaders that will bring about somehow your good? If we would pray as much as we complain, we'd probably see a whole lot better results. Just thought I'd add that in. Is everybody seeing that part of the blessing is God-given authority in your life, in your realm? I want to emphasize two things. Your protection is in abiding in the secret place of the Most High God, in your daily intimate walk with the Lord. That is your primary protection. You say, well, Pastor, what about all these people who have died innocently? Where is God's protection there? You know, I'm not smart enough to figure all that out. But here's what I do know. I am responsible for all the truth that the Word of God gives me. And I know that I'm to be diligent in believing the promises of God and operating in wisdom and discernment and preparation. Amen? God, give us wisdom. But I want all of you to leave knowing this. There is no safer place in all this world than right in the center of God's will for you. 
Let's all stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your love for us that you, of course, of course you would protect us out of your love. God, we know that all of us have a time of exit. We know that all of us are going to leave this earth some way, some time. But we thank you that even that's in your hands. But we pray, God, that we would be wise. That we would stand and not allow the evil one to take us out prematurely. Before we have lived the full measure of our days. We pray we would fight for life with the authority of Jesus. That we would fight disease and the plans of evil people. That we would fight the, we would take authority over even the demons themselves in the name of Jesus. Knowing, oh God, that our exit will be the best moment of our existence. But in the meantime, we pray for wisdom, discernment. We pray for your protection, Father. The power of the Spirit. May we be sober and on the alert and wise. In the precious and holy name of Jesus. And all the people said, we'll see you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.